let's shut up. Anything said in this podcast should not be taken as medical advice. If you require medical assistance, please consult a qualified health professional. We'd like to start by acknowledging the Kamaragal people, the traditional owners of the land on which we gather today. Hey guys, welcome to episode 7 of the I Can't Shut Up podcast. This week we're going to be talking about men's mental health as this week is Men's Health Week. So how's, how's your week been Dave? How you going? Pretty good. Busy with uni, lots of uni stuff. Um, and had my first submission for thesis. It wasn't a it wasn't a significant one at all. It was just kind of like a project plan and just an idea of what I'm planning to do. But um, yeah, I guess a bit nervous about everything that's yet to come. I <laughs> guess this this sem probably won't be as bad as the following semesters. But um, yeah, it definitely makes you a little bit nervous. How yeah. about you? How's your week? Yeah, it's been pretty good. My first official week of holidays been nice being able to get up every single day and decide what i want to do each day um but i've just been working hanging out with friends just vibing and chilling you know yeah it's been good yeah um so i guess this week is men's health week um and we're coming towards the end of the week i think this was something that you brought up to me which we weren't Mm. initially going to talk about this week yeah um I definitely was aware that it was Men's Health Week and I posted mm. something about it, but I wasn't actually... It never crossed my mind for us to talk about it. Mm. So I think it was good for you to mention for us to talk about this week because I think it is... I think it's an important thing that um to talk about, especially mental health. Um, I feel like it's a topic that's not widely spoken about amongst men. Um, I think with the way that we're brought up as men um, and the ideas of being tough and, you know, that kind of toxic masculinity, I think um, that it can be easy for men struggling with mental health to talk about things like that. Yeah, and I think, um, I think the reason why I find us talking about this so important is I think it's something has to be raised you got we have to raise awareness for it and i think it's important that we tell people like make it clear that it's it is obviously men's responsibility to try help fix the problem but i think it's also women's responsibility it's, it's a collective responsibility i think mm. i think um to so- like society yeah it's it's something within society that everyone has to kind of help fix not just men themselves even though they are the ones suffering from it mm. i think it's everybody's responsibility to educate themselves on it and i think in the last couple of years it has gotten very big it's gotten mm. much more popular yeah there's more organizations there's more people raising awareness and i think in order for change to occur we got to talk about it and i yeah. think um seeing like i don't know like celebrities uh, sports stars and everything talk about I think it's been a big thing like I found one of my favourite players mm-hmm. in uh, the NBA or one of my f- my f- for my favourite team in the NBA the Cavs one of the players on there Kevin Love he actually I think he, he opened up about his struggles with like mental health in the last five years mm-hmm. and you see like stuff like that and that's like what we need I think mm-hmm. like people like that to be raising awareness and everyone just like not afraid to talk about it yeah i think for people in the public eye and especially um sports players and athletes they i think it's definitely a common thing amongst athletes where you know there's so much pressure and um so much expectation i guess on how they perform and ev- the way everyone sees them and their whole image and i think that definitely creates an environment that can lead to um mental illness and um yeah mental health issues and i think for like being men i think to see like sports stars talk about that stuff kind of hits a chord with you because i think most men not every all of them but like love sports and they idolize sports stars so then to like see someone like that you idolize talking about that kind of stuff you go 
man, if he's going through it, like, mm. and he can talk about it. Especially, especially people that, um, I guess as society that we consider being really tough or really strong. Yeah. Like they're like the per like, you like, yeah. you, that's who you want to be. Like yeah. you think that like they have like the most ideal life, like mm. you, that's where you want to be. But then to see them still being like humans that struggle with problems like this mm. makes you realize, oh shit, like anybody can be going through this. Like any kind of men in whatever walks of life can be going through it as well. Yeah. Um, I think something I found interesting is one of the posts that I saw, I think, and I've been doing a bit of reading, some of the stats behind mental health in men. I think it's pretty crazy. Um, one in eight men actually experience depression mm. in Australia and there's one in five will experience anxiety at some point in their life. Um, and also this one blew my mind that I found out is Blokes make up an average of six out of eight suicides every single day in Australia, which I, I saw, I was like, wow, that's crazy. That's something I was not aware of. Mm. And also that men take their lives at four times the rate of women, which are like some of those stats when I'm reading, I'm like, that's insane to hear about all that. Yet, I feel like men's mental health is slowly over the last couple of years, people talk about it more, but I think people are aware how serious it is. Yeah, I think definitely people definitely talk about it more often um, nowadays, but it's still a big problem and it's still something that we should still try and be aware of, not just knowing that it exists, but actually how can we, I guess, look out for our mates and um, think about how how they might be feeling or trying to notice like things that may suggest that they're in a tough spot and just trying to help each other out I guess yeah I think that comes along with lots of stigmas surrounding I mean men in general but then also men's mental health Mm. like you were saying before I think one of the big stigmas is that I found that men don't have feelings you know Mm. I think that's a big one that Mm. like (laughs) people can like uh, chicks and just anyone can like treat a guy whatever or even their mates and like it's expected that the their their mate or like the guy or whatever will be fine like he'll mm. be able to deal with it like he'll move on like he's a dude he's fine yeah i think that's yeah that's definitely a big issue especially just amongst mates where you know you'll just have like little digs at your mate or whatever and you might not think much of it but then that can, if they have other issues going on or other things that are on their mind, it can actually play into their their mental illness and, like, promote it and make it, I guess, make it become worse in their mind. And I think that's definitely the way you communicate with your mates is definitely a, a important way in terms of trying to lessen the impact that they feel from their mental illness yeah and i think it it has um pros and cons i found that like sometimes for like over the years when i've known all my boys these i've been friends with them Mm. the amount of shit that i've copped has it's worn not worn on me at some times and Mm. probably caused a lot (laughs) a lot of my problems sometimes but at the same time it's probably made me stronger as well Mm. I think like being able to like cop that and like you know I think it's one of those things where you know like your mates are doing it because they love you but at the same time it gets to a point where it can wear it can down especially too much yeah and especially if you're not in the best headspace it, it can hit harder than it should yeah but then so with that I say like there are obviously the pros and cons with it and I think banter is necessary and I think it, it makes you a stronger person like I was think I always thought about this like if I didn't have all the banter and stuff that I had with my mates, I don't reckon I'd be as tough as I was. Mm. But do you not think that, like, the idea of being tough is, I guess, a bit of a problem um, with mental health and kind of one of the reasons that men's mental health is such a challenge? 100%. I think it's expected of men, by men, but also women, that men should be tough, should be like a dominant 
kind of person. Like yeah. women usually want a dominant, strong, tough, like rugged kind of man. And like mm. even mates, I like expect like when you when someone doesn't cop, she's like, oh, you fucking pussy. Like you can't yeah. cop it. So like yeah. I think there is that idea that men should be tough. Mm. And with that, I would say that that's a big stigma that needs to be broken. And I think the last couple of years, it slowly is getting broken but I think there is still the huge stigma that, like, I'll, I'll from exp- I'll so one of the things I've been thinking about lately is that I feel like, specifically, I think women are part of the problem. It's not to like single them out, I and mean, I think they are part of the problem as well. Because like, I feel like when it comes to like relationships and stuff, like, you often you hear like, oh, that guy's too sensitive or whatever. Like, I want someone who's like dominant, and gonna take care of me. Like, you know, like, there's always that expectation that, like, the guy's, like, the tough one and then, like, the chick is, like, has all mm. the emotions and the feelings. Yeah, and obviously different people have different preferences. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I get what you say. But I think with that, there's, like, that added pressure that the guy has to always be tough. You can't have feelings because the chick's the one with the feelings kind of thing. Mm. And, like, that the guy... I mean, not that he can't open up because I think, obviously, you would when you get to in a relationship. But I think that's, like... They always have to be tough, tough, tough. They can never be sensitive. They never can have, like, those bad kind of days. Yeah, and I think it kind of goes both ways as well. Like, with, like, I imagine that women would, certain women would feel the same. They, they sick of always being, playing that more, I guess, feminine, feminine role. And part of that, I guess it's like the other side of that toxic masculinity is like the, it, women should be feminine and um yeah beautiful and yeah. like you know what i mean yeah i don't think that's like that's something that we need to break down because i know so many women that are so tough and so strong mm. it's like i think we're still in that phase where we're trying to break that stereotype down and mm. specifically i think one of the big stigmas is that it's expected that men hide their like should hide their feelings i think there's a thing that like I think it's it's in society in general, but I think it's more prominent in men mm. that um, hiding your feelings can be seen as stronger, you know, like acting like you don't care, running away from your problems, de- de- putting it down and acting like you're fine is like the way that you show that you're tough and strong. And I think that's mm. fucking bullshit. Like I, mm. I would be like that shit, hearing that shit and like seeing that still like relevant in society today pisses me off so much because I think it's so inaccurate I think, like, the thought should be you being sensitive, you being able to open up and talk about, I don't know, whatever you're going through, your feelings and everything, actually shows more strength than you hiding and running away from it. And I mm. think that's something people still don't understand. <laughs> it drives me nuts because mm. I'm like, how do you not understand this? Like, Yeah, and I guess people, even people that do understand, may not realise that they're they're not expressing that like they may be expressing that they still you know like you still have i guess your actions may not necessarily match what you're thinking inside if you know what i mean yeah and i think as well with that it comes back to it's like i think men there's that stigma as well that men when they open up in their sensitive it's like i think there's that fear that you're you become weak and I think that comes back to something like we've said in previous episodes about becoming vulnerable. Like sometimes mm. you need to. And I think that's maybe something that, um, like we were saying before, like women, it's expected of women, I guess. Like it's something yeah. that women do more. Yeah. And then with that, it comes at like men, men shouldn't have to, men shouldn't do that. You know, there's that, mm. st- I think that stigma still exists. Mm. And I think it it shouldn't exist this is like when by people talking about these things the aim is to help break these stereotypes and these stigmas and that that will only come with time because you know these these stigmas or these stereotypes they're not it's not necessarily people's fault for having them you can't blame someone for having a stigma or a stereotype because it can be it can be a product of how they've a product of you know you are a product of your environment so how you come up and how you've seen men portrayed is what kind of influences that 
your inner thoughts about how you perceive men to be. So if by us speaking about it and hopefully over time, then that will change and there'll be less of a, I guess, an image of the perfect or the ideal man, or if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think with that, like you saying, like your environment impacts your, like the way you think, I think that's spot on. Like I think the way that like you get brought up with your parents, like what role you play in your family, I think that's a huge I think that's something I've spoken about with people before and I think it's mm. so critical critical. I think it's something that maybe people aren't as aware of. Mm. I think like the role that you play within your family can really influence what kind of person you turn out to be, you know, what yeah. kind of things you're good at, what kind of things you're bad at. Like if you're a guy and within your family your role is to be like the tough one, the one that like holds a family together. Mm. then you're probably more inclined to not want to open up to other people because that's when mm. you, you're not you're not used to doing that mm. and then even coming with back to like obviously we went to like an all boys school private school and i think that whole environment really like pushes that like the you gotta be t- yeah. toxic masculinity yeah you gotta be that, tough you know like and yeah. yeah especially in rugby and you know sports yeah exactly um, i think like it's very much that tough, rugged, like you have to be like strong. Mm. And I, I like, I mean, I do, I do agree with it to some extent. I think sometimes you have to be strong to survive, but mm. I think there's, I think in certain aspects, specifically mental health, it's, I don't think I agree with that all the time. Yeah. Well, like just being physically strong may not necessarily be mentally strong. Yeah, exactly. And I think sometimes that is, there is that belief that mm. I think that's like, put upon sports stars a lot like since they're physically strong Mm. they think everyone thinks they're mentally strong and they're seen as like this perfect human or whatever Mm. and then when people find out that mentally they're struggling or whatever it's like it's like their opinion of the person just completely changes like they're not human it's like well no if anything they're more human now than they were before (laughs) you were just putting them on that pedestal yeah but like now you realize that they're just like every single other person which is i think how we should treat them and that's how we should treat everyone just because like like in general like specifically guys like if a guy has mental health problems like and you hear about i don't think you should treat him any different to anybody else Mm. like you shouldn't be like oh he's got problems or whatever he's weaker because he has to like deal with that kind of shit nah like if anything i would consider those people stronger like all the people that i know that go through stuff i reckon they're stronger than the people that don't go through shit because mm. like i would see it as having to deal with that on a daily basis actually makes you a strong mentally stronger person mm. you know yeah definitely um there's definitely that difference between the physical and the mental what i was thinking about um the what kind of what we were speaking about before and how you know like your upbringing has a big impact on how you perceive um certain people um what do you think for you how do you think your upbringing perceive has given you an image of men and um you know that kind of image of men's health and men in general um this is a tough one for me <laughs> it's definitely a personal thing um mm. i think for me i've always my my role in my family is the rock i'm like the one that within my family i always have to be the kind of adult one acts like they're always fine even if they're not because mm. then let's like mum and my, everybody else like if they're having problems they can deal with it but for me i'm like always like the rock sturdy one that never has to like never has problems or like doesn't Mm. like to show them because like that's me being strong for my family Mm. and i think even with that as well obviously my dad's not in our in the picture anymore so for me it's like my i guess my my father figures like my grandfather Mm. so like obviously would see him as like one of the strongest people i know and like willing to do everything for his family but then also my my opinions like i'm kind of having to create my own opinion of men because my opinion isn't like the greatest i guess because i don't mm. have a father figure there anymore yeah so i think for me like sometimes i have to act like the father figure in my family so i think mm. in that regards 
it's probably taught me that sometimes that I always have to feel like I have to be the strong one for everybody mm-hmm. else. And that's probably like made me less inclined to open up to people in the past. And I, I acknowledge that that was something that I definitely had a problem with, but I've slowly started trying to fix that. But do you think maybe that that lack of that fatherly figure has made you in some ways more open to that because you're more you're more open to i guess you you don't have that fixed idea in your mind that this is what a man should look like if you know what i mean yeah i think i completely agree i think i've had to develop my own image of it and i think because of that i would say it's made me who i am kind of today i would i would say that how i am as like a man is probably very different to what most people our age are i think mm-hmm. i'm complete i think i'm not to toot my own <laughs> but i think i'm very different in how mm. i approach stuff and like how my mindset is with stuff mm. and i think like you said like i think it definitely has since i've never had a firm idea of one mm. i've kind of had to build my own and had the freedom to think of about and like define my own kind of way i guess yeah what about you have you found like what were your, I guess, for, or what are your main impressions that you would get from your upbringing? I guess um, my dad has always been a he's always been a fairly strong fatherly figure. I think um, I guess more of that tough kind of person um, kind of figure. He when I guess up in my upbringing, he was always you know go to work and then my mum would work as well but in terms of my dad would always go to work and come home late and then um you know have late late work till late and then on weekends we might do like like go kick the footy or or maybe you know do construct something in the backyard or something so very I think he's definitely that very very much a typical I guess what you'd see as a typical man kind of figure but I feel like because my mum has worked so much during my childhood and because I've spent a lot of time with my mum that I have less of that um I guess that image that that's how a man has to be if you know what I mean I'm more open to to the, I guess, um, open to how people can, you know, everyone's different and men don't have to fit into a certain box. And I think it's the same with me. Like, my mom and my grandma are probably two of the strongest people I know. And, like, for me, like, I respect women so much because of those two. And they've always been, like, my, I guess, figures I look to. Mm. And because of that, that's kind of made me realize as well that like, just like the previous stereotypes that have been held for men and women are fucking bullshit. You know, that's the past. Mm. Now we're in a society where you can be whatever the fuck you want to be if you want to be it, you know, Mm. like you shouldn't be pigeonholed into a certain stereotype or lifestyle just because you look a certain way, just because you are, you know, I just think that's crazy to think that way. Have you found, though, like, that even though you've had your own, I guess, perspective, which has been built upon your upbringing, do you still find that you can, I guess, challenge your own perspective or that it's still growing even today, you know? Mm. Yeah, I think I think I've always been kind of open to different ideas and different... Um, ways of thinking and I've I guess I've had experiences with different people and seeing meeting and seeing people from all different walks of life I guess so that I think has kind of given me a more open-mindedness um that a lot of people wouldn't have I think when you're exposed to different people that are different to how you're to to you so like 
you know, and people like that have grown. No, preconceived notions, I guess. Of yeah. Things, yeah. Yeah, you're more open to, you know, these people. You can be friends with this other carbon, this other person, or this person that's from a different background from you, and so therefore, your your brain d- isn't as hardwired to think that they're going to be bad, and so you kind of, you're you're able to, um, I guess, be more open to different ideas and different, um, you you're less drawn to stereotypes, I think. Yeah, and I think that's something we, we as a society need to try to do better with men's mental health, I think. I think we need to be more open to the fact that guys are allowed to be sensitive, you know. Mm. I think we should promote men being able to talk about their feelings with, like, their partners, their mates. I think it's, like, an important thing that we should do because I think um, it's important, you know. I think if you sh- you should a guy should be like comfortable enough to talk about that kind of like deeper like stuff with their mates and with their partner without feeling like they're going to be judged yeah and how do, how do you like when you think about it how do you see that happening like what if you imagine how you want the future of men's health or mm-hmm. mental health for men to be how do you see us talking about it and like what ways can we talk about it and i guess show society a different view so i think the first i think there's two sides there's obviously from a mate side and there's also mm. from women partners other f- like friends side. i think from yeah. um the women kind of side firstly i think um make sure that like you need to make sure the guys feel comfortable around you if the guy feel, feels comfortable enough around you i think they're more inclined to want to open up to you um and i think as well with that don't expect like make them feel like it's okay for them to be sensitive for them to be struggling don't judge mm. them if they have those bad days you know and i think that comes on the flip side as well like we we're saying with women like if they're s- strong powerful like women like let them be like that you shouldn't like keep them to the stereotypes but in regards to men i think that um women should like not i think be okay with guys being sensitive and don't see it as a weakness or whatever Mm. in regards to mates i think um this one will just take time i think that i think it comes with i think the first honestly the first step is having one mate that's willing to speak up about it you know yeah to open up up about their experiences because i think what that does it's like a it's like a trickling effect, I think. Yeah. I think if one mate opens breaks up... the wall. Yeah, I think if one mate breaks that barrier and opens up about it, then all the boys like, oh, fuck. Like, one of my mates is actually, like, struggling with it. And then mm. they're more inclined to ask about it. Yeah. I think as well, it, it just comes back, it needs to be talked about more. I think guys need to... I th- like, <laughs> as an example, some of my boys, like, we won't talk about it unless we're like fucked off our heads like or like you know like and we'll mm. start talking more serious i think too often i think boys too like like to joke too much about stuff and like yeah. don't know how to have serious conversations and i'll probably say that's even a that's a situation we as a society have in general i think we don't know how to have conversations ex- that are on a deeper level i think people are too scared to talk about some of this stuff because they're like, oh no, that's too deep. I don't like talking about emotions, and I think we need to, we need to grow up and like stop thinking that way. And that that yeah. will take time. And I think that comes with more people opening up about it, or more people being brave enough to open up about their mental health problems with their friends. Mm. And then from that, if other people are struggling, they see they'll be able to see that like, oh if my friend can talk to me about this, maybe I can speak to them about this. Because I've had some friends where I've opened up to them about it and then that's been a way that we've been able to bond. Like that's part of our friendship. And I think that's another thing we need to remember that sometimes you can actually bond over it and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm. It gives you just something that you can relate to. Yeah. And I think another part which I probably don't support as much, but I support it for others is... 
I think the stigma behind like therapy and going to like psychologists and like psychiatrists needs to keep getting broken down. I think, I think it's not talked about enough. Mm. I think it's growing, but Mm. I think it needs to be talked about even more and that people shouldn't be scared to go speak to them or talk to them. I personally would never do it myself and I've have had many people tell me that maybe I should but I why why not? So, okay. So I was actually speaking to a friend about this the other night <laughs> and we were in the car and I said to I was like I was like we were we were literally talking about this topic. Mm. And I said, "Okay, this is going to make me sound like a bit of a dick." She's like, "No, it won't." She's like, "Go and just say it." I was like, "Fuck, all right." So for me personally, this is not how I think of anybody else and I hope people don't take it that way. A lot of the time when I say stuff, it's because I don't agree with it for me. I agree with it for other people, but just not for me. And that comes with a slight, I think it's because I have kind of arrogance in regards to mental health stuff. But my reason for not going to them is because sometimes I, I would, for me, it's like um, I'd see myself as a bit of a pussy, you know? And the reason why I say that is because I've always dealt with it myself. So for me to then go to when I would see myself as kind of giving up a little, like that I, can't, it's gotten so hard that I can't deal with it myself where I've always dealt with it myself. So then if I was to go get help from someone, it's me acknowledging that I can't keep doing it on my own. Yeah, but don't you, think, don't you think that that's part of the problem with men in general and mm-hmm. like the whole mental health, men's mental health is that people... Like, like you kind of are talking. You're like acting in the stereotype that you're. A hundred percent. I think, I think that like I know <coughs> that I'm. That's something I'm still working on. But at least I can acknowledge that I need to keep working on it. But at the same time, I feel like, like it, <laughs> this is my slight arrogance coming. I think I I can deal with it differently to how other people can deal with it. But that's. I know it's a dumb way. It is a dumb way of thinking about, it, but that's I guess how all, uh, it's always worked for me. And like me saying not going to psychologists, like I consider myself a bit of a pussy. I still open up about it to some of my other. F- I still I'm very open about it with some of my close friends, and I will speak to them about it. But just in this regard, it's like i just i think it's something i i i I see it as a challenge kind of wanting to deal with it on my own so then if i was to then get help from someone it shows that i can't meet that challenge Mm. it is i i I, like it is it is still i do understand it's still that kind of stereotype mindset but my i think me wanting to be strong has got nothing to do with me being a guy it's just me in general i like being a strong person for myself and for others I wouldn't mm. say it's really based upon the stereotypes, I think. Probably more my upbringing as a person in general, regardless of whether I'm a guy or a girl, I think. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. Because I think, well, I think if you need help, then you should go seek it. And I guess I would in- encourage you and mm. other people to go, you know, go get help if you need it. Because even if you if you can talk to someone else and there's someone close to you, that you can talk to about this kind of stuff, then that's good and that's better than not talking to anyone about it, I think. But in terms of it, I th- I think it's always better to talk to a professional than to talk to a mate and maybe maybe that mate can help you to go, encourage you to go and talk to a professional. Yeah, and no, I agree with you. Like, I always encourage other people to do it, but I never Hypocrite. want... Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna. I know I am, and I think that, like I said to, was saying to my friend that night. That's my, me with my slight arrogance because whenever I've had, I've had some deep, like bad problems, and I've always dealt. I've always gotten through it myself. Like I've never, it's never broken me or anything. So that's kind of I think fueled my ego that I can deal with it on my own. Mm. But with other people, I'm always like, no, like I think you should go get help because I, I always say this. I don't. I wouldn't consider everyone like me, and I and I acknowledge that. So then, because of that, I'm like, if you need help, go get help. You know. Mm. Well, maybe the best way for you to help that person is to go with them, and you go see someone yourself, 
the same time that they go see someone. Yeah, maybe you should tell some of my <laughs> friends that have been <laughs> been trying to do it with me, you know. But um, I think as well it comes back to I think maybe the other reason why I don't, and maybe some other people don't feel comfortable doing it, is because maybe they don't feel comfortable speaking to like another person. Like I think mm. the reason why I will open up to I'm not gonna say all my friends because I don't. I have to feel comfortable enough with you that. If I talk to you about it, I'm not going to feel like I'm being judged or you aren't, can't be empathetic about it. So I think mm. it comes back to if you feel comfortable with that person, you will then open up. Because mm. like for me... And I think that's why that's... Yeah, that's obviously a big barrier for people to go and see someone that they've never spoken to before and they have no idea about this person and whether... Like whether they're going, there's like a fear that they're gonna judge, judge you for what you say. But their job is to listen and to make sure that they're not judgmental and not not um, um bias in any way. I guess with what you say, and their job is to purely help you and listen to you and try and help you through your issues. And I think that's something that everyone needs to be aware about. I think men and women but i think with guys i think we need to be a bit more sensitive about this thing is that if like a guy like opens up to you you need to a lot of the time just honestly just listen probably don't even need to say anything just listen and make them feel comfortable and make them feel like you're not judging because as soon as they get a glimpse that they feel like you're judging them or they don't feel comfortable with you they're going to stop they're going to close back up and they're not going to speak to you and they're going to regret opening up to you and i'm not going to lie i've had some friends who i've opened up to and i honestly can say i regret telling them stuff because i felt like i was being judged that they didn't understand it just i just mm. regret telling them stuff i was like nah like why did i do that mm. you know and i think that's i was it's a horrible feeling to feel i think to yeah. like regret opening up to some of your friends it's it's a horrible feeling. You shouldn't feel like that ever. And mm. I think that's why it comes back to being sensitive about your friends and acknowledging if they try to speak to you about stuff, don't be so quick to like make a joke out about it. And I think that's something that lots of people our age do. I think they first thing is they do is joke about it. So then because they feel uncomfortable talking about it, I think mm. that's the thing. Yeah. I think you need to, be comfortable talking about because if you are uncomfortable talking about it then no one's ever going to feel comfortable talking to you about it mm. and i've spoken sometimes to people about it, and i can feel that they feel uncomfortable and then that makes me uncomfortable and then i don't want to talk to them ever again about that and i've had that situation many times mm. but do you th do you think that maybe your experiences with your friends and them not taking you seriously or not not not, I guess, um, validating your feelings. Do you think that could be a reason why you don't want to go see a professional like psychologist or something? Um, to some extent, yeah. I mean, like, most of my friends are very good about it. I don't. Th I think like this was like one or two people I experienced with it, so not mm. like a large, yeah, amount. But like, yeah, I think um, experience with opening up a to people if it doesn't go well specific specifically for guys i think they're going to be less inclined to want to open up in the future because mm. like as an example like i was reading one of the posts and then one of the things that actually said is that like men i think suffer depression them like the there was like a pie chart and it showed like yeah. the different things that like will cause men depression and the biggest one was breakups mm. and for me that made so much sense because i was like Majority of the time, a guy who's suffering from mental health problems, they get into a relationship with a chick that they really trust. Mm. They're probably going to open up to them. Mm. The chances that they've opened up to others, probably zero. This is probably one of the first people they've opened up to completely. Mm. So then if they then to break up, who do they then have to open up to, you know? Mm. Like they've opened yeah. up to that one person, but that person's now gone. Mm. So then they feel like they have no one. And they dig themselves deeper. Yeah, and then eventually they, they end their lives because they feel like they can't speak to anybody. So when I saw that, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. And like for me personally, like my I feel like 
my ex was probably one of the people I spoke to a lot about most of my stuff and she probably out of everyone she's probably the one that's known the most and I was more inclined to tell her she probably knows stuff I haven't told any other people so I think that I can relate to that in that sense when you lose that person then you feel like you can't like talk to anybody else you know Mm. and I think like I would see myself I tell certain people certain things but like I feel like she was the kind of person I probably told all my stuff to whereas like some of my other friends I'll talk to them about certain stuff but I won't talk to them about everything and I think that comes back to the comfortable thing I think certain friends you're you're more comfortable talking to them about certain stuff than other things Yeah. but I think we as friends need to be more we need to be better at making our friends feel comfortable you know yeah I think that's the best way to if you're trying to think about like what can I do if you maybe you've been you've had experience with mental health before or, or you're going through it now or you just know people that have gone through it and you you know like people want to help and i guess that's the best way is talking to your mates about this kind of stuff and trying to find ways where you can bring it up and then by doing that you can open a a dialogue where you can confront this um issue that's maybe traditionally seen as somewhat taboo and i think the first thing is you're gonna feel uncomfortable talking Mm. about it at first yeah and you need to understand you need to understand that that's okay but also you need to cop that i think too too often when people feel uncomfortable talking about something they're not going to want to talk about it again and i think you need if you feel uncomfortable that means you're talking about the right thing <laughs> you know mm. i think in this situation if you feel uncomfortable that means you need to talk about it more do you feel comfortable talking about it i think that mm. is one of the biggest problems that we have with this with mental health is that people feel uncomfortable talking about it because they don't talk about it enough if you talked about it enough with people, you would feel comfortable talking about it and then it wouldn't be considered as taboo or something that's too deep to talk about, too emotional to talk about. Mm. I think that's something we need to get out of our heads and I think too many people still believe that, you know? Like yeah. if they feel uncomfortable talking about it, they don't want to talk about it because they're not, they don't have the balls to talk about it. And that mm. sometimes really frustrates me. I think that's one of the reasons why... I like talking about uncomfortable things mm. because I think they need to be talked about. Yeah, I think it definitely can be can be challenging to talk about and I I totally understand. Um you know, like I find it hard to bring up that kind of things, um that kind of thing with mates and I think I guess if you if you know that your mates going through something um it may be something small like he might just be busy with uni or you know have a lot of stuff on or maybe he's been through a breakup or you know like it can be anything from a small thing to a big thing you can use that as an opportunity to get in and talk to them about how they feeling and you know like what are you what are you actually feeling like seriously yeah and i think um too often i think people most mates are pretty good at being like they'll They'll message you and be like, oh, how you doing, dude? Like, you're mm. okay? But <laughs> as we know with boys, that's not enough. I think mm. you have to... Yeah, you boys have to, will just you give you a short answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, like I'm yeah. good. Like one of my... I know lots of my friends know if I ever say I'm fine, majority of the time it, it means I'm not fine. Someone goes, how are you going? I'll be like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. It's the opposite. I'm not fine. But mm. that's just like the like the initial response to get people off your back yeah i think over time you'll learn how certain people say like you'll learn different things that signify that they're not fine yeah like just the way they they say certain things or the way they act when yeah, they're like around their, you their and body certain language mannerisms like. i guess um and you and you can use that to um i guess tell yourself all right it's my turn to you know, get in there and have a chat to him about whatever. That's why I wouldn't say the first question is the most important. It's probably the second or third one. Mm. The first one being like, how are you going? They're going to give you a shit answer. <laughs> then you need to ask those two follow-ups. Like, yeah. are you really doing okay? Or mm. even just swap it up being like, how are you feeling today? You mm. know? Yeah. 
or even ask them like what was what were the best parts of your week what were the worst parts and then from mm-hmm. that, that can if they give you some of the worst parts of the week then keep digging like why was that so bad like what happened you know mm-hmm. and i think the other thing is that don't give up i think yeah, sometimes so. after that first like initial like if someone says they're fine we're too inclined to give up because we're scared to pry any deeper mm. which i think we should like i've had friends i've had date i remember specifically this one day i rocked up to uni mm. and like i was n- probably i was not in a good headspace just because of stuff had been happening with someone and I remember I rocked, to uni, rocked up to you now. I was so mute. Like, you could see it on my face. I was not speaking mm-hmm. to anyone. Yeah. Like, and in the lecture, like, people were, like, across, like, the table, like, trying to be like, are you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And then they even were, like, t- messaging me. <laughs> and one of my best friends, she literally, like, during, like, the break came over, was, like, hugging me, was, like, shaking me. And she's like, I know you're not fine. Like, stop acting. You're fine. Like, yeah. you're fine. Like, she was forcing it out of me. Mm. And eventually in the afternoon, we spoke about it. But, like, having friends that, like, will do that for you, I think that's what we need to kind of get to. Yeah. Where, like, when you know your friends are not fine, you can clearly, like, they're just trying to hide it. You need to, like, force it out of them sometimes. Mm. And I think your friends will, I think you'll, 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 you will appreciate, your friends will appreciate it for doing that, for you doing that for them, I think. Mm. And... What this this might be a um, bit of a tricky personal question, <laughs> but um, what's been your own personal experiences, I guess, with mental health and um, mental illness? I think for me, like, I go through. I have my anxiety, which is mm. bad, but not to the level. I'm having panic attacks and stuff. I've never had mm. those, which I'm unfortunately lucky about. But I have my anxiety and then my depression as well. But And I've been going through those, I think, since... I think the first time I probably really experienced was like year eight. Mm. But back then I had no idea what it was. Mm. To think about how much I know about now to compared to then, it's crazy. But that was probably the first time I had it in like year eight. But I don't think I really understood it till I was in like year maybe 10 or 11. So I've been going through this, I think, a, a while now. But I always was like that. I was a stereotype dude where like I didn't open up to anybody ever. So if I started first having year out, I don't think I opened up to anybody. But I spoke to one, one of my best friends in year 12. She was one person. So in four years, I spoke to one person. Mm. And then it probably wasn't until second year of uni i then opened up to more people Mm. and it was thanks to one of my best friends like to see when we first started becoming best friends like second year or end of first year Mm. and i shit you not it is because of her that i am where i am today like the man of like she like pushed me to open up so much and i think because of her like mm. she's changed like i've changed as a person and i always say that to i'm like you literally like help like sh- she would even be able to like to see where i was when we first became friends to like where i am mm. now i think i like me being able to open up to people has changed so much mm. and i think um that's when like i really value my friends that they're always there to like listen to me and stuff mm. What about you? Have you, what, what, I guess, what are your experiences as well with mental health? Yeah, well, obviously we've spoken a little bit about um, the social anxiety and, um, yeah, when I was younger, I definitely had um, struggled really uh, quite a lot with that and I still, still struggle with it a little bit sometimes, but, um, Definitely not to the same extent as back then. Um, and then I feel like I'd, besides that, I haven't really had too much of um, a, a really um, real challenges with mental health. I probably in year 10, um, that was a hard year. Uh, yeah, year 10 I went through um, n- not uh well it's not diagnosed depression but i was i definitely struggled 
through that year um and yeah there were definitely a lot of issues that I was having during that time um and I guess for me the way I got through that was through music and surfing being able to go out and just think about it or just listen to music and listen to good music that just makes you feel good definitely helped me a lot with that um yeah I never I never um I was quite fortunate that I was never in the situation where I had to go to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist but um I was probably close to that stage but um yeah for me definitely definitely I was lucky that I found ways that I could still enjoy things and I guess work my way out of that that um hole I think that's the same as me I think for me music has always been one of my things as well Mm. I think that's how I probably get through most of my rough times through music as well. Mm. I think it's crazy to think how relatable it can be and how much it can help you. Mm. I definitely wouldn't be here without it. And I think as well, probably my friends, I think. I think my friends have been big thing as well, like always getting them to listen to me because I think I would <laughs> classify them as my therapist because mm. I've never been clinically diagnosed with it. Yeah, but I definitely know I have it, and it runs in my family. Like it, I uh, know it's a genetic thing, mm. but I've never gone to get it checked because I've never wanted to. Mm. And I think that comes back to the stereotype things and like mm. having to try, I guess, get over that. Mm. But I think that also comes with me always having to deal with it on my own. It's always just been my thing that I dealt with on my own, and I think was until after uni where I started actually letting uh, getting other people to help me deal with it I think mm. I think over the last couple of years I've been much better at dealing with that and I think it's why I'm probably so vocal about it now mm. not like I'm not, I don't mean that I'm going to open up to every single person but I'm very much an advocate for like mental health within guys in general and everything now because like I think it's so important to talk about and not be afraid to talk about because I, I used to be that person that would never talk to anybody about it. And now I feel like I've broken through that and I can talk about it. So now I'm trying to show other people that you can talk about it and be fine. If anything, it makes you a stronger person. Like my, my model has always been, I think, the people that are most fucked up are the best people. <laughs> that that's the biggest, like I've said that to some people. And that's honestly a compliment. I think mm. the people that, go through hard stuff and like go through those fucked up times are the strongest people mm. you know because you have to get yourself out of it yeah very resilient yeah i think that's why i think if you don't go through mental health issues you're so fortunate and you'll never understand what it's like but there's not if you if you can't understand that's completely fine i think when you're in that situation and you're that person that has a friend that's suffering from it, but you can't relate because you've never experienced it. That's mm. fine. The people, the person going through that can understand that and they don't expect you to try understand that. All they ask is that you try, make them feel comfortable, make them feel wanted, yep. you know, listen to them when they're going through a shit time. Even if you can't relate, just listen to them, you know, mm. ask them questions, act like you care. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing because I think too often with mental health if people can't people are scared if they haven't been through it to then talk to someone who's going through it because they're like i feel ho- like helpless like i don't know what to do like what am i meant to say sometimes the person that's going through it doesn't even know what to say themselves mm. like uh, one of the things i've always said and I, i've developed this response from a couple of friends that sometimes when people ask me what's going on i say everything but nothing and I think that's like literally the perfect way to describe specifically people with depression. Sometimes people are like like, what are you sad about? And you should go, everything but nothing. And mm-hmm. that literally shows like the person is going through it themselves. Don't it doesn't even know what the fuck's going on in their head. So if they don't even know, they don't expect you to know either. 
Mm. So I think in those situations with mental health, just listen to your friends, you know, be there for them, support them, try to get them out of the house, try to get them do things that they feel comfortable doing, you know. Mm. And sometimes you need to understand as well, this is something that's taken me time to learn. Sometimes if your friends don't want to talk about their mental health, it's because they're not ready to. And mm. you can't force it, you know. Sometimes you just have to let them keep um, suffering through that pain until they're ready to talk about it. I know that's like a cruel way to talk about it, but sometimes they need the tough love, you know. But I think I think it's hard for someone that's not a professional to identify that, though, because there's, you know, like naturally lots of people won't want to talk about it. So I think it's... If you can, if you, that's why it's important to encourage people to go just see a qualified health professional because then even like you don't have to, you don't have to go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist, well, a psychologist if you have, just because you, you don't have to have a mental illness to go see a psychologist, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can just want to go You can just go talk to someone. So I think that's that that idea of well just sending that person or suggesting that that person go just to talk to someone um it can help them even if they're not ready to talk now hopefully that that um health professional can then help them to get to the stage where they can talk to someone yeah, and I think it depends. You have to judge it based on your friend, I think. I think, like, some people, you even just telling them, I think you need to go speak to someone might be enough of, a like, a push, whereas other people, you might need to physically drag them <laughs> <laughs> to there. And that, like, you know, that, that might be the kind of person that they need. Mm. I think you just kind of need to judge it based on your friend. And I think specifically with guys, we need to push harder. I don't think, I think too often people give up. They push, they get nothing, and then they give up, mm. and then they just they just move on with it, you know. Mm. But the thing is, I feel like a lot of the time, most guys are suffering, and I think it's the ones that don't. Sh- I think the ones sometimes the ones that are the most happy are the ones that are suffering the most, mm. which is I think something that we don't realize. Yeah, I think that's a big thing with mental health is that, and mental illnesses is that it's <coughs> not always visible. And most of the time, it may not be visible. And so just because someone seems like they've got their shit together and everything seems to be going really well for them doesn't mean that everything is okay on the inside. And so that's why it's so important to just try and bring these things, bring it up and talk about it. Oh, I completely agree. Like I was in the car the other night with a friend and we went for a drive and we were talking all about about this stuff. And she was, like, so surprised. She could, like, both of us were relating, but she was Mm. so surprised. I was like, I was like, yeah, I do such a good job of hiding. I was like, if you don't personally know me or spoken to me about it, you would have no fucking idea. You Mm. think I'm, like, the happiest, best person in the world. Yeah. (laughs) And I was saying that to her, and she was like, yeah. She's like, you don't give off those vibes. I was like, I know I don't. Mm. And I think that's something to remember. I think sometimes... We need to be more aware with how we say stuff to people and how we treat people because I think sometimes we treat people as if that's not going to do anything to them, you know? Mm. And then deep down, that's probably like killing them, you know? Like Mm. it's really hurting them. But we just, since we assume everything's fine and we don't actually realize that there's, could be lots of stuff going on in their life that we don't know about and then just having constant throwaway comments mm. or just like little banter here and there we realize that it actually adds up and that's what's causing these problems i think specifically with guys since guys are so good at hiding it those small comments slowly build up build up build up and then eventually just they topple you yeah. know yeah because boys aren't gonna want to show you know like they're always gonna like I can cop it, I can cop it, I can yeah. keep copying it until yeah. they're about to fall off the cliff. And then by then, sometimes it's too late. Mm. And that's why we need to talk about it now. And I think you need to try to put yourself in situations where you can talk about it with your mates 
I think it's that. I don't think we put ourselves in situations enough where we can talk about it with our mates, mm. specifically boys. I think boys are just a bunch of fucking idiots and just <laughs> too inclined to want to talk chat shit all the time and not talk about serious things yeah i don't think we put ourselves in enough situations to talk about the serious things i will say though i think sometimes when boys put themselves in their situations to talk about serious stuff they will talk about it Mm. but it's actually getting them into that situation or someone bringing a topic up like mental health and being like how's it like you know yeah i think you'd be surprised how many men will actually be willing to talk about it once the conversation gets started. It's just starting that conversation. Literally, because I've been in that situation with my mates where everyone's so, like, scared about talking about it or certain topics, but then I'll, like, bring it up or whatever, and then everyone's willing to talk, you know? It just needs one person to just, oh, one of the boys will bring it up, and then it just, like, everyone starts talking about it or then starts being, like, oh, it starts getting serious. I think it's that. Mm. I think everyone will make all, like, the underlying jokes or whatever, and then when someone gets serious, there's balls enough to get serious, then we'll we'll start seriously talking about it. Mm. And I think that's the, probably, like, the biggest hurdle we have to, like, as guys have to deal with and i think even like chicks have to understand because i was in the the same frame when we were in the car the night she's like i think boy friendships are so fucked up and so retarded and i was like it it's true like they (laughs) are we all know we know they are they're the most like that the most fucked up thing the way that they don't talk about stuff um so I think we need to do a better job as guys speaking about it with each other. But then chicks also need to understand that guys have their ways. They just sometimes need a bit more of a push. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I guess that's that's kind of where our role in, I guess, the whole reason behind this podcast and this week is to talk talk about this kind of stuff and try and encourage people to talk to their mates about um mental health and talk to their mates about this kind of stuff yeah i think it might seem like it might be easy for us to talk about Mm. but it's not yeah (laughs) we're just (laughs) i think ballsy enough or like have enough courage to want to try talk about it or enough beers yeah (laughs) To just like want to talk about it yeah. and open up so then other people can understand that it is okay to open up about stuff, especially when you're not doing okay. I think that's another thing I've learned over the last couple of years that like if you're not doing all right, don't hide it, you know. It's all right to be like, nah, okay, I'm not doing okay. Mm. And I think I have like close enough friends that I can say that to. I can be like, if they ask me like, how are you doing? I'll be like, I'm struggling. Like, I, I don't feel... that's I don't want to hesitate. Mm. I will say, though, like, you'll go through situations where you might want to jump back into your shell. And I'm mm. not going to lie, I felt like that after the breakup. I thought, like, I was like, okay, I'm, don't plan on opening up to anybody so, like soon or ever again. Mm. But I think those are the most important times, specifically, I think, for guys, but in general as well. I think that... When you have those situations, you need to. Re- that's when you really need to fight and push through it. Because if you don't, you're gonna just gonna you're gonna go in a circle and you're gonna go back to not opening up. And I think that can be very dangerous. Mm. So I think when you have those situations, you need to push through and be like, no, it, everything will be fine, and just keep fighting. You know? Yeah, yeah. So there's and there's always um, lots of different services out there, such as beyond blue lifeline headspace and others um where you can go and try and get get some help and just there's um phone call services where you can call and talk to people and they can help you if you're in a tough situation or if you don't know um if you just want someone to talk to there's lots of different services out there and we'll put some um some of those in the description of the podcast and i think as well don't be afraid to want to go speak to a psychologist or psychiatrist if you're struggling i urge you if you are struggling to go speak to someone like that a health professional or even 
if you if you're not ready for that, least open up to your friends, you know, friends or your family, whoever mm. you feel most comfortable with. Don't be like me and <laughs> s- struggle with it for so long that you don't want to talk to anybody. I think if you're struggling, be willing to open up about it and speak to your friends about it. Mm. Um, and I think I guess some key takeaways for this episode would be just be aware, be aware of what you say and how you act to your friends, you know? Yeah. Be willing to speak to your mates, specifically your guy mates, about how they're feeling and make them feel comfortable enough to know that it's okay for them not to be all right and that they don't always have to be tough. And I think as well that um, sometimes being sensitive and opening up actually makes you a stronger person, you know, mm. being knowing how you feel, knowing that you're not all right and being able to acknowledge that is stronger than hiding your feelings Mm. and i think as well that we just need to understand that we're all responsible for men's mental health not just men Mm. themselves i think everyone in society needs to be aware of that um and understand their role and what they can do in regards to their the men the the, the men within their life Mm. all right jasper i think it's time for you to shut up (laughs) 